What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 32 of the Big Fly Pod with your co-host Christian Myers and myself, Ty Lewin. K-May is on a much-needed vacation, so wishing him the best, and hopefully he's enjoying that Wisconsin sun. Uh, I do have a little bit of a stuffy nose CM, so I apologize if I at all come off a little nasally, but uh, let's check in, dude. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. We got 4th of July's coming up here in a little bit and just enjoying the weather because it's finally stopped raining here in Denver. So I can get out and do some stuff this weekend and it'll be, it'll be great. Yeah. So you guys had like baseball size hail and stuff. Yeah. Yep. It's been, it's been crazy. So it is finally simmering down and starting to, actually be summertime yeah and um yeah we are good well good dude good well we're gonna get into the uh all-star ballots were announced uh ballots excuse me all-star teams were announced we're gonna talk about some snubs that may have that unfortunately did not get in um we'll also talk about the latest uh power rankings and of course the trade deadline that's coming up here in a couple of weeks that uh it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens here over the course of the next month with uh, some of these teams that maybe sellers, maybe buyers. We'll have to see. So let's go into uh, starting off with the American League uh, starters right now uh, from catcher to DH. Uh, Jonah Heim from the Rangers. Andy Diaz from the Rays. Marcus Simeon from the Rangers. Uh, Josh Jung, third baseman from the Rangers as well. And the shortstop, Corey Seager, as well from the Rangers. So that infield stacked with uh, from uh, the great state of Texas. Outfield-wise, Aaron Judge from the Yankees. He's on the injured list, so he will be replaced. Outfielder, Michael Trout. Michael Trout. I just called him Michael Trout. Mike Trout from the Angels. Randy Orozarena from the Rays. And the one of the greatest baseball players already in the history of baseball, Shohei Otani at DH. For the National League, uh, for their lineup at catcher, Sean Murphy at first base, Freddie Freeman. Second base, Luis Arias from the Marlins. Third base, Nolan Arenado. Shortstop, Orlando Arcia from the Braves. Outfield-wise, Ronald Acuna Jr. having an unbelievable year. Uh, Going to be starting in probably left. Uh, outfielder, Mookie Betts from the Dodgers. Outfielder, Corbin Carroll from the D-backs, who's having an unbelievable year as well. And rounding out at the DH position, J.D. Martinez having his little comeback year. For the AL, manager will be Dusty Baker. And for the National League will be Rob Thompson from the Phillies from the uh, from the. Uh, World Series matchup from last year. Any surprises there, CM? Um, I don't think there's really any surprises in those starting lineups at all. Uh, I think all those guys are have been having really, really good seasons um, and are definitely deserving of those nods for sure. Um, especially, I mean, Sean Murphy from Atlanta is – putting together a an unbelievable year. So it's good to see him get tapped as that starter behind the plate. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely marvelous year from both the Rangers and the Braves really having a lot of uh quality players in those lineups. Uh looking at just some of the starting pitching across the board, of course, with the American League, Shohei Otani, Garrett Cole, Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, Nathan Navaldi, 
and many other names as well from the NL side, Zach Gillen, uh, Spencer Strider, Bryce Elder, who uh, right now has either the second or third best ERA in all of baseball for the Braves. He has been a uh, really underrated pitcher this year, uh, along with Justin Steele, of course, from the Cubs has had a stellar year. And then Mitch Keller really having a big time rebound year after a couple str- you know struggling years there in Pittsburgh, uh, but very happy for him and other names as well. Finally, with just some of the reserves on the AL side, Salvador Perez still somehow playing baseball, still playing at a very, very high level. Uh, At catcher, uh, Vladdy Guerrero Jr., Jose Ramirez, Luis Robert Jr., who's having a big-time year, especially with with the White Sox struggles this year, has really turned it around. And uh, also to Brent Rooker, who really has had, you know, with the fact that he's playing with the A's in Oakland uh, to have the year he's having is pretty impressive. On the National League side, Will Smith, Elias Diaz, uh, CM, one of your favorites. He's been absolutely amazing this year for the Rockies. Matt Olson, Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley, Dansby Swanson, uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., and of course, Jorge Soler. Of course, other names as well in that list. Um, but again, like you said, CM, all these guys are completely deserving of, of these awards. My only thing is, is that do you believe that all teams should have a player like go to the All-Star game? I think that they should. I think that's kind of the whole the whole purpose of doing something like that is to make, you know, every, you got to have every team's best guy at least who gets in and gets to represent for them in that all-star game. So I would say, yes, I think every, um, every team deserves to have an all-star. Yeah. And I think this for the sake of the MLB as a business and for fans perspective, if you miss out on having a guy go who maybe should have been over, been in over another guy, we're going to talk about a couple of those guys uh, come up here with the list of snubs that didn't get in. But um, at the end of the day, like the MLB is a business, as I always say. And when it comes to fandom, you got to be able to cover all these teams. You have to have as many viewers as possible and stacking up players from one individual team. Isn't really going to do that for baseball. So um, again, All teams are absolutely stacked. It should be a great all-star game. We're looking forward to it. But I think this gets into uh, the standpoint of just the snubs and, you know, who got taken out. And when I say snubs right now with my, like, congestion, it sounds really, really good. Um, But looking at some of these names, kind of kind of crazy, but Paul Goldschmidt not getting in, Kettle Marte, uh, Isaac Paredes, who's had a really underrated year for the Rays. Uh, Wander Franco, uh, really shocking that he didn't get in. Uh, then of course, Fernando Tatis Jr., which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Another guy as well that I was kind of disappointed not to see was Masataka Yoshida, who's had a really, really great year for the Red Sox. And, you know, that team is somehow still hanging around. Uh, pitching wise, George Kirby did not make it in along with Pablo Lopez, Joe Ryan, who had a really, really good year as well. Uh, and many other names, uh, too. David Bednar from Pirates did also not get in, who has had a really stellar year as well. So from that list, just, you know, names that you heard right there, CM, anybody that shocks you that didn't get in? Yeah, I think you mentioned George Kirby from Seattle. Uh, and I know Seattle's, their only representative is Luis Castillo this year. And I think that Kirby has been putting up uh, much better numbers across the board than Castillo and probably should have got that nod 
um, over, or I'm sorry, Kirby should have got the nod over Castillo. Yeah, agreed. I think it's more of like a fandom level, but you know, right now Kirby leads the majors in strikeout to walk ratio, 9.56 to one. It has the lowest walk rate. Uh, and is 101 innings. He has a 3.21 ERA with a 1.04 whip with 86 strikeouts and nine walks. I mean, uh, to me, it's kind of sad to not see when those guys don't get in, especially because of the fact that, like you just said, where Luis Castillo got in. So it's like, you know, normally, of course, the argument is, well, all player, you know, all teams deserve to have a guy in. But if you're not going to bring in a guy that is better than his teammate and He's being brought in basically. I'm guessing it was fan vote perspective. But looking at Luis Castillo's stats, I mean, he's got a 3.14 ERA, so a little bit lower, uh, just around the same another number of innings. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's tough. It's it you you'd think with the fact that what George Kirby has done this year with really kind of coming out of nowhere, not being able to put up, not being able to be in the all-star game. Now, again, a lot of these snubs can get in based on player injuries or player players backing out. But again, it, I agree with CM there where I would have liked to see uh, uh, George Kirby. And the other guy, of course, is Wander Franco, who has had a really stellar year. Again, it's, you know, when these teams get stuck with having to send one guy, you know, that puts them in a difficult position. CM, uh, anything else to add about the all-stars there? Um, I, th- I have another big snub actually that I thought should have been selected in, and that's Matt Chapman from Toronto, who's putting together a stellar season this year and kind of bouncing back from having a couple of below average years, his last few, uh, but he's been playing really well. And I know that there's a couple other guys from Toronto who, got in and with Merrifield finally being selected as an all-star is great, but I think Chapman definitely deserved a, a nod to go and play in Seattle for the all-star game. Yeah. Now, right now, if you look at the rest of the reserves, Jordan Alvarez will obviously need to replace him. So I'm interested to see who gets over there with that. Um, and potentially some other guys you just don't know with uh, injuries or what guys you're kind of holding on to or, or dealing with right now as they roll through the season. Hopefully some guys who are well-deserving of that feat do get in. All right, let's roll through the power rankings. Updated right now, the Atlanta Braves are are just on fire this year at 56 and 27 uh, at the number one spot. The Tampa Bay Rays at 57 and 30. Uh, first time in a long time. Uh, since actually April that there has been a new number one. So shout out to the Braves. Number three, the Rangers at 50 and 34. The D-backs at 50 and 35. Uh, and then the Orioles at 49 and 33. Who would have thought that we'd be putting them in the top five? Rounding out the rest of the top 10 is the Dodgers, the Marlins, Giants, Astros, and Yankees. Let's say besides the Braves, in your personal opinion, Sam, uh, who has had, from a team perspective, the most impressive year so far? Um, the most impressive I would probably have to say has been Arizona and what that young core of, of people are doing. And the pitching staff now is not just gallon and that's it. They've got a couple of guys that are really throwing the ball well for them and keeping them in these ball games, which is something that's been missing for them for a while now. And to be doing what they're doing has been, incredible 
Um, you know, Carol obviously is is doing really well for them. Christian Walker has been playing really well. Could tell Marte, who is maybe another name that we missed on a snub list just a few minutes ago. He's having a really great season and everything's really clicking for them. So um, up to this point from, you know, opening day until now, I would say that the Diamondbacks have been one of the most impressive teams all year outside of Atlanta. Yeah, Merrill Kelly is, you know, like you said earlier with that pitching staff right now, nine and four with 3.22 ERA with a 1.14 whip, 98 strikeouts around the same as Luis Castillo and George Kirby. So a guy that is sort of under the radar, doesn't light up the radar gun, but goes out there every five days and shoves and he's done a great job. Another guy is well, Ryan Nelson, who. Yeah, 4.13 ERA, but in a 1.28 whip, but he's holding games down. He's at 109 innings pitch, which is significantly high. Uh, you know, put that in comparison with Merrill Kelly as well. And, you know, Zach Allen just with 10 more innings pitch, of course, with just the most recent start. So these these guys are really coming together and, and putting together a stellar year. So, uh, again, it's just it's so cool that we now have some teams like the Orioles and, and the Diamondbacks. Uh, that are doing it, you know, that are that are coming out there and succeeding. So uh, really excited to see what happens. Um, all right. Well, other than that, I mean, CM, I know this is probably going to be a quick episode with, you know, basically no real big storylines until probably about two weeks out from when we're recording right now. But anything else to kind of add in from what you've experienced or seen? Actually, you know what? Before I get to that, what are your thoughts on Tatis not getting in? Um, I think it, it's an interesting it, – it's a tough decision to make with him because he was suspended for, you know, a little while there at the beginning of the season. Um, and so obviously that probably gets taken into account of him missing, you know, X amount of games. But the numbers that he's putting up, are incredible and he he's been i mean really just playing lights out since he's been back so he probably you know it was probably a tough debate on whether or not he should be selected or not but um you know i I don't know if i don't i don't think it would have been a good or a bad thing either way if he got in or didn't get into the all-star game. And um, yeah, that's kind of my roundabout thought. Yeah. yeah. It's tough, right? Because you talk about steroids and everything, but we're talking about an all-star game, uh, 280, 341, 526 with an 867 OPS uh, with his slash line. Uh, he's got 14 stolen bases, which is incredible. Uh, and then of course, 16 home runs with uh, 41 RBIs. Uh, the guy's putting up a stellar year. Wouldn't be shocked if he gets in based off the fact of some of these reserves coming into the play. But I think it sent a little bit of a message. And I, I don't think it's going to bother Tatis that much. I think he's going to go out there and have an uh, even better second half. So we'll see. Uh, all right. Well, anything else to add here, CM, before we log off? No, I've got nothing for this episode. But I'm sure by you know next week we might start hearing some trade rumors picking up and be able to get into kind of our thoughts here coming up on the deadline. Yep. It's going to get very, very, this is the biggest week of the season right here. 
Uh, I think about it from the Cubs perspective, of course, but for a lot of teams, this is a massive week. So, all right. Well, other than that, that's all we got, folks. Well, thanks so much for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode.